Tampa Bay Buccaneers are already building the type of camaraderie and chemistry that was sorely lacking last season. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into a Thursday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, your daily podcast covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day every day. And don't forget, you you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you follow us on Twitter. I am James Yarko at jyarko underscore bucks. And of course, my co-host David Harrison at dharrison. 82, both credentialed members of the media covering your Buccaneers. I am the deputy editor over at Bucks Nation, part of SB Nation. And on today's episode, I will be joined by the owner and founder of Bucks Game Day, Logan Robinson. Yes, David's boss over at Bucks Game Day. But once again, we want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every single day, especially our everydayers who have heard Logan in the past. But this is the first opportunity I had to speak with him. So without further ado, here is Logan Robinson of Bucks Game Day talking about Tampa Bay Buccaneers OTAs. Joining me now is the owner and founder of BucksGameDay.com. So for all of you that have complaints about David Harrison, please send them Logan Robinson's way. And of course, you can do so on Twitter at Logan's Twitty. Logan, thank you so much for joining. I know you've been on a couple of times, but this is our first time together. So I appreciate you jumping on. Excited to uh, speak with you about OTAs. Yeah, James, thanks for having me on. I've been on here a few times with David, so I'm about to find out who might be better. And, you know, maybe we won't tell David after this who I end up picking. <laughs> no, David's better than I am. I'm just along for the ride. But you were uh, you were at OTAs on Tuesday, got to get your first glimpse at, at some of these players that the Buccaneers have brought in, whether it was through the draft, through free agency, uh, through undrafted free agency. But then, of course, there were some of the bigger names that came that were a little bit of a surprise. Chris Godwin, obviously, being the top of the list there. But your overall takeaways from what transpired on Tuesday with these guys working out, I mean, what really stood out to you? I think for me, just right off the bat, going from rookie minicamp and OTAs yesterday, Guys trying to build some chemistry with one another. A lot of the rookies coming in, they talked about that in their introductory press conferences, saying that, you know, one of their biggest goals is getting to know some of the veterans, but also building friendships and building some camaraderie along uh, the rest of the rookie guys coming in this Tampa Bay Buccaneers class. And you could see that in the first day of OTAs, you know, spend a lot of time listening to the veterans. And certainly with a few guys being out there, definitely in the wide receiver room, like Chris Godwin showing up and participating, uh, you know, you had a lot of wide receivers being behind him, listening, just watching the kind of routes that he was running, picking his brain. And that's great to see from a veteran coming back, obviously, for your first day of OTAs. But it just goes to show, too, how much that helps the room. We talked with Chris Godwin after 
yesterday's uh, practice. And, you know, he said that he, he's here to also get better. He didn't get to do this last year, obviously coming back from his leg injury. So him getting back and he doesn't feel like he's fully 100% yet. So it, it's a mix of both the rookies getting getting acclimated to Tampa first off, extremely hot yesterday. It's only going to get hotter. And then also the veterans, some guys wanting to come in and prove Chris Godwin specifically saying that he wants to get in here and get, get behind this offense, this new offense with Dave Canales. He wants to get into the system. He doesn't want to be behind. He doesn't want to be a player that gets behind. So I think that's how you kind of get a feel from after the first day of OTAs, guys just trying to feel for the guys around them and the new system. And, you know, honestly, trying to stay in shape and, and continue to learn around one another. But I really like the emphasis some of these rookies have came in with wanting to learn, engage, definitely uh, some of like Kalijah. Kalijah talked about that in his in his press conference. He wants to engage, execute everything around that manner. And these rookie, this rookie class has, has came and done that. And I think that's something that might have been lacking from last year's class. Yeah. And, and you know, you have... Obviously, for those watching on YouTube, we see the the Florida State helmet behind you. And of, of course, you also uh, run the Knowles game day. And, and Florida college fans are a different breed, whether it's the Gators, whether it's the Seminoles, even the Hurricanes. Uh, so there's a lot of our listeners that, of course, fall in the Gators contingent, and they are excited about the opportunity of Kyle Trask, and they believe that Kyle should get the opportunity to start. They believe he's waited his turn. He, you know, the Buccaneers should see what they have in Kyle Trask. But of course, I've been saying since late January, essentially, that I thought Baker Mayfield was the right fit for the right price for the Buccaneers. It came to fruition. We have a quarterback competition. Evan Klosky and I talked about it on Wednesday's episode of Locked on Bucks. Uh, I see this more as Baker's job to lose. I don't personally view it as a true competition. It's not to say that Kyle can't win this competition, but I don't see it as, you know, starting at an even playing field. What are your takes in, in your view of that quarterback competition that really officially got underway on Tuesday? David Harrison and I were at training camp last year for the Buccaneers and wasn't, wasn't, so much of a pretty camp for Kyle Trask. He had his ups and downs, but specifically the day that David and I were there, it just what was wasn't good. Multiple interceptions. Even one of our staff members caught a ball that would have been an interception, giving him the giving him some stat sheets there. But going into the OTAs, and you know, you've got a quarterback competition now, and it's only going to build even more and more into training camp. I think. It is Baker's probably to lose here. He's got the most experience by far, absolutely. But, you know, you see the attributes, the physical nature of Kyle Trask. You saw what he was able to do at Florida. But I think when it comes down to game time, I know he had some, uh, you know, whenever Tom Brady got pulled and was saving him at the Atlanta Falcons game on the road, we got to see a little bit of Kyle Trask. But that's not the same case whenever you're going to go week one at Minnesota. I'm sorry. That's just not going to be the case. I want to see him out there and not be so under the pressure and, and just play his game. And that's what we saw him do uh, on the SEC level at Florida down in Gainesville. I just want to see it be able to build with some of this new system that Dave Canales is building. And I, I really think, you know, Baker's still got a lot of work to do as well. And I think the best part about this is that there is a quarterback competition. It's going to push both of these guys and it's going to push them to 
want to get ahead of the system and build chemistry with their wide receivers and some of the new guys, some of the rookies, a lot of impressive young wide receiver rookies that are going to have to build and, and build chemistry along with this tight end group that is has a potential to, to really put a mark on the Buccaneers in this offense in 2023. So uh, overall, Kyle Trask, got to continue to see progression here. We saw him yesterday, a little rough start at the beginning, but then ended up clicking a few times. Both guys had really nice balls, but going to Cal Trask, connecting with a few, I think he had a 50 or 60-yard touchdown throw down the field, also connected with Coquif tight end uh, rookie last year going into his second season. So you see some upside here and there, but it does feel like Baker Mayfield has this edge coming into – the Buccaneers and Tampa right away. And now it's really Kyle Trask kind of a little bit being on the heels, but I really think once we get to training camp, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be fairly open because what we saw last training camp, it wasn't so well from Trask. And is it going to be time for him to answer off of that and, and show us that he's been able to improve? We'll see. More with Logan coming up in just a moment, but this episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. On Tuesday, the Celtics fought off elimination against the Miami Heat and are now eight-point favorites to push the Eastern Conference Finals to a Game 6. Meanwhile, over in the NHL, the Vegas Golden Knights are looking for a sweep of the Dallas Stars, sitting at plus 102. So, FanDuel believes that Dallas is going to do the same as the Boston Celtics and push this thing to a Game 5. But no matter what you bet, there's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Taking a look at, at this team for the first time in 2023, and as you and I were kind of speaking before recording, without pads, you know, without full contact, it is hard to judge what some of these players are going to be capable of. But that doesn't mean that somebody can't kind of stand out and, and kind of put on a little bit of a show, get some energy going. Uh, this is the first opportunity that the media has had to look at guys like undrafted running back Sean Tucker, like new tight end. Payne Durham, or or you have the the undrafted fun story of Cade Warner, the son of, of course, quarterback Kurt Warner. Who were the biggest standouts to you on offense through through this practice period? The number one name that comes to mind is Rakim Jarrett, the former five-star wide receiver, previously committed to LSU, <clears throat> flips and then goes over to Maryland. This guy, since rookie minicamp when I was there has shown out and has made some serious plays, extending his body, making some grabs. He also made one yesterday over the middle, pretty physical grab that ended up getting in contact there with his DBs. I think some of the coaches were trying to tell them to tone it down a little bit, but that's just kind of the play that Jarrett has brought so far since coming into Tampa. And I don't see that stopping this kid 
has a really impressive frame. He's really physically built. This guy has got to be in the weight room at least five, six days out of the week. When you look at him and you're up close, this is a physical wide receiver. And it showed yesterday whenever he was able to make that grab over the middle and extend his body um, during rookie minicamp as well with some of the quarterbacks that he was working with. Not the best quarterback play. So he had a lot of balls coming his way with not a ton of accuracy, having to show the range of his arms and, you know, he was able to come down with one right on the sideline. And uh, he, he stood out by far the most. And I would say also Payne Durham, uh, the tight end, the rookie tight end flexibility, I would go with him. He, he's got s- some serious hands that I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to want to continue to develop with him going into this 2023 season. I want to see more out of him definitely for a tight end. I want to see this whenever the pads get on. The same goes for any position group, but specifically whenever you go into physicality, I want to see that out of a tight end and see if he can do the same thing whenever he puts shoulder pads on. But those two guys, at least offensively, some newcomers have flashed and it's definitely exciting. And, you know, they're still trying to build chemistry with these quarterbacks. So only things can get better there for, for Jarrett and Durham. Was it a little weird seeing a tight end out there where an 87 that wasn't Gronk? It's very weird. It's very weird. I posted a video yesterday and I was like, wait a second. That looks so close to Gronk, although probably missing a couple pounds. But it is definitely a little odd for sure. Well, and then we take a look at at the defensive side of the ball where obviously the Bucks were very focused in the draft. You know, they they used their first pick on Kalijah Kansi. They draft his teammate, Servasier Dennis. Uh, also out of pit, you, you take a look even at, at last year when they drafted a guy, traded up to draft Zion McCollum, somebody who Antoine Winfield Jr. told me was an absolute athletic freak and they love what his ceiling could be. But then it didn't exactly translate to the field during the season. Who were some of the standout guys on the defensive side of the ball? Of course, reminding listeners and, and viewers to take into account that this isn't contact. There, there aren't pads. So there's only so much you can take away. But obviously, there are going to be some players that jump out. Yeah, there, there was one specifically out of yesterday that really, I, I, right off the bat, I was watching during stretches and warm-ups. And that second-year defensive lineman, Logan Hall and the size that he's put on, he's put on some pounds and he's really worked on his body. Uh, Coach Bowles talked about him after OTAs yesterday, talking about the size that he's been able to add on. And he thinks that's going to help him throughout this upcoming season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and going to some play yesterday. Yes, no pads, no physicality, no craziness going on, but he was disrupting a lot of the run game for Rashad White. And that's something that you love to see, you know, Logan Hall, you know, first year, last year is what it is kind of thing. You know, you probably would have liked to see a little bit more out of him in production, but just per the circumstances from last year going into now this next season, they're, they're expecting quite a bit from him along with their first rounder with Kalijah Cansey. But just to see the second year guy with Logan Hall, really put in a lot of work right after that Dallas Cowboys playoff loss shows you that this guy isn't just here to get drafted and then eventually, you know, move or get picked up somewhere else. I think he's one that is focusing on trying to stick around with this organization and young player still developing, but 
just to see him right off the bat OTAs first day and him to flash in front of us is something that we didn't see a whole ton of last year in the offseason and training camp. There wasn't much of, oh, my goodness, look at Logan Hall type deal. But for him to make that type of impact on us just off of first day OTAs, I like it. I want to see the pads get on and see him go against some of this offensive line and this interior offensive line. But uh, Jarrett, or not Jarrett, but uh, him going off of uh, last year and Hall going into this second year is something that we're going to have to continue to watch and see if he can develop into being a guy that can play plenty of downs in 2023. Yeah, he's certainly a player that that Bucks fans want to see take a not just a step, but a big step in his second year, along with a guy like Joe Tryon Shoyinka, who you know, David and I have talked numerous times on this show about he's he's shown flashes, he's shown ability, but he needs to learn how to finish on some of these plays. There are plenty of times he's gotten pressure, hasn't been able to end the play, and those plays have turned into explosives for the opposing offense. Lots of things being worked around, lots of things that have changed. And you know, one of the biggest things that Evan Klosky and I talked about on WTSP Wednesday was, of course, the biggest change on the offensive side of the ball for somebody that's not suiting up. And that is the addition of Dave Canales as the offensive coordinator replaces Byron Leftwich. This is his first chance to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. What have been your initial impressions watching Dave Canales going through minicamp and, and now OTAs and, and kind of the energy and what he brings to this team? I've been watching Dave right off the bat since rookie minicamp, uh, James. And one thing about him is he's very hands-on. And I think we got a lot of information after the pickup from coming from Seattle, coming to Tampa Bay, getting to know Dave and what he was able to do there with Geno Smith and developing him into having a great year last year. But it kind of specifically showed right away with him being – in the drill, he's a very communicative guy. He is running the entire offense, and it's a little bit different than Byron Leftwich watching what he was doing last year in some of these practices. This is a guy that's specifically picking up the cones. He's working around everything. He's putting this over here. He's moving around the bags. He's very, very communicative, talking with his quarterbacks, watching them put the binoculars on yesterday and just looking far to the end of the field. He's, he's really – running the drill with the quarterbacks almost. And that's exactly what I think Buccaneers fans want to see because he they saw what he was able to do with Geno Smith and that short little span. And this quarterback room needs that. But overall, I really liked what Chris Godwin was saying yesterday just about the potential that this offense can have as long as this room, his wide receiver room, along with the running back room, tight ends, offensive line, as long as that all meshes well, this has a chance to be a different type of offense than what they had last year, which was not pretty whatsoever. I remember being in the group chat with David and talking with him, and it was sometimes atrocious to watch, definitely while being in the stadium, wondering what in the heck is going on. This offense has got to see big-time improvement, and just going from Dave Canales and what we've seen from him at Seattle – there should be that there should be that improvement, but it's going to take a lot of these guys building chemistry and getting getting to know a new system. And it's not going to be the easiest job whenever you're implementing a quarterback com competition between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. And, you know, these aren't top tier quarterbacks as well. So there's a lot of work to be done, but you've got talent around you. That's something that I don't think. 
Buccaneers fans should miss. There's definitely talent around those quarterbacks, and we've seen that be a success for other teams across the league before. You can work with that with a average above average quarterback. Just make sure that your other guys are understanding the system. So I really liked seeing Dave yesterday after a play is made or a bad play, he'll tell you, tell you straight up and what needs to be fixed or great job. Let's run it back again. And uh, I, I think that's something that was, that's probably missed from last season and Byron Leftwich and what he was doing kind of standoffish look at the play sheet. Not a lot of that. I mean, cause you also had Tom Brady in the mix and he was saying his own things, but uh, just, Building and building and building, I think, is what Dave Canales is working on right away and looking forward to hopefully getting to hear from him soon uh, as we f- go further into OTAs. Uh, and, and last thing that I have, you've you've kind of mentioned little bits and pieces of it. There's still a lot of talent on this football team. There is no Tom Brady. This is not a team coming in with Super Bowl expectations from people on the outside. In fact, from national media, from odds makers, uh, they're picked to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. And, and I think Baker did a great job of, of talking about how, you know, this is being done in May and, you know, people are just looking for something to talk about. Chris Godwin did a great job talking about how, look, you know, last year we were one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and you see where that got us. You know, the, the games are not played on paper. So with those changes, with the new offensive coordinator, without Tom Brady, with Baker Mayfield, all of that, what was the overall atmosphere like for these players and these coaches on the field when it's really been kind of their first taste of action? Of course, still missing some key players, but it's really the first time that the the vets and the newbies have been out there together. We kind of talked about this last time when I was with David about the Tom Brady effect and how that kind of hurt the Buccaneers last year, there was a lot of distractions going on. And I couldn't imagine being in the locker room, definitely the level of the NFL guys are making money. There's a lot of selfishness at times with that. And it comes to that. There's not, it's not like the college level where there's a lot more maybe tight knit camaraderie. And I would look at that from last year and look at the sideline. No one's talking to anybody. Tom Brady's ticked off and he's just kind of sitting there. There's no trying to fix anything with the wide receiver room. The only way that he's fixing anything is going over and yelling at the offensive line and then going back and sitting down with Byron Leftwich and everything's fine with Byron Leftwich. I was in shock with how that was going on last year. No, none of that was his fault, but it was all the offensive line and everybody else's. But Outside of that, I like seeing a little bit of the change here where you've got to build you've got to build some, you know, teamwork with one another and, and build a bond. And I felt like that was not the case last year. Just going off of us covering the Florida State Seminoles last year and seeing the turnaround that they were able to make, that all had to do with everybody holding each other accountable. That's the only reason the Florida State Seminoles were able to reach 10 wins last year after a really bad five, six year run, you know, and the Buccaneers, I would go to that and then I'd go over to a Bucks practice and definitely to a game. And I'd wonder, is this team even together with one another? I like the rookie class coming in just because of the emphasis that they've made, that they want to build something and, and, uh, and also help and just learn from the veterans. And I don't know, that's a little bit of a change in the, the, the class before this, but I just so far looking outside, looking at the practice, looking at the guys wanting to get to know one another is going to be bigger than maybe what's going to be put out onto the field. I think that's going to help produce a better team overall. And, you know, 
there's a lot of pressure when you have Tom Brady on your football team. And I think that got to a lot of guys and they also kept some better vets around that maybe weren't so productive as you thought that they may be Leonard Fournette. Um, but <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of def- definitely some bad mistakes made last year and it's good to see some fresh face in there and definitely Dave Canales coming in and hopefully Todd Bowles and what they can do with the situation with Devin White. I don't think that's helping much whatsoever, but if they can handle that and you don't have so much of these outside distractions affecting you, just play football. And that's what this Buccaneers team needs badly. So the only thing I think lingering is that Devin White situation, which we're continuing to monitor. Absolutely. All right, Logan, let all of the fine people out there know where they can find all of your work. So we are at at Bucks Game Day on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Uh, we are putting out quite a bit of content at the moment, along with some OTAs, some interviews, all of that. And our friend over there, David Harrison, putting out some great work across some of the national media outlets, giving their opinions, their strong opinions on where the Buccaneers are going into this 2023 season. And, you know, Baker Mayfield, not a big fan of what Vegas is thinking about the Bucks, but uh, we've got a lot of coverage going on throughout this whole offseason and also going into training camp, which should be a whole ton of fun. There's nothing better than a quarterback competition, and it brings the page views and it brings in the views. So we're, we're happy to be here for it. All right. And, of course, make sure that you are following Logan on Twitter at Logan's Twitty. Logan, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. James, I appreciate you. Thank you. Coming up tomorrow, David and I will be reunited to round out the week talking all things Buccaneers. So make sure you come back and check that out. In the meantime, if you've got questions, topics, concerns, thoughts, ideas, anything at all, of course, you can leave those right here in the YouTube comments or you can reach out to us at lockedonbuckspodcast@gmail.com or slide in the DMs on Twitter at lockedonbucks. Thank you again. For making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every day, for making us part of your day, part of your routine. And if you have anything else Tampa Bay Buccaneers related, or again, you can give David a shout out on Twitter for his beloved Denver Nuggets making it to the NBA Finals. Of course, you can do that on Twitter at dharrison82. I'm at jyarko underscore bucks. And of course, the show is at Locked On Bucks. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.